The Social Good Magazine show is produced by Tomasino Media LLC and hosted by Kristen Tomasino. The Social Good Magazine show is a beacon of hope for global communities filled with inspiring stories that illuminate pathways to success. By sharing transformational concepts and taking action-oriented steps towards progress, we can collaborate on reducing suffering together and enjoying the journey along the way. So let's use this magazine and show as our roadmap and opportunity to guide each other in discovering victory over adversity. So a lot of people always wonder, you know, how did you get started? You know, what is this, you know, Social Good magazine about? Well, it's really about lots of different people. It's about amazing minds across the globe that have, you know, really chosen to live in certain ways that I believe should be uh, highlighted as an example. Um, We're living in a time where we're not hearing enough about the positive stories over and over again. Um, We're hearing a lot about the things going wrong in our communities, which it's important to have those channels, but not everybody can watch that every day. Um, And so for the everyday person, I think that it's important that we make sure that people know that there's lots of good people um, doing things um, that are making a difference. So there's many things to go out and to continue to be joyous about. There's lots of adventures to be had. And there's plenty of different kinds of music to be played and to be danced to. So that's why I created the Social Good magazine. So I want to be a little warning here, but um, we're going to talk about some heavy things today in my discussion. So if you have trauma or other things, always make sure that you're always contacting your own uh, health team and provider. I'm not a professional medical expert, but I do have some experiences to share. And I'd love to you know, help people in different ways think about how can we approach our communities in ways that we can create safe places and uh, places for people to be able to heal and make progress. So um, thanks for joining me today. And uh, here's a little bit from my journey. Hi, I'm Kristen. This is my true story of how I overcame severe fibromyalgia, autoimmune disease markers, brain fog, and full body weakness after falling down 15 feet of stairs, paired with a high stress lifestyle with a focus on helping others. I know that everyone can suffer, and that's why I'm here today telling my story. Thank you to Star Icon Conferences for giving me the opportunity to share some insights from my journey, as well as some other opportunities for us to change in our global markets and think about the new economy and how we approach wellness in our everyday. In America, we've had a lot of division. There's always this talk of right or left. And, you know, I look at it more like I'm not either the right or the left. I'm an American, but most of all, I'm a humanitarian. And so, you know, as I journey around, I've seen different neighborhoods from all over. I've met phenomenal communities. And one of the things I like to focus on are what are the best things that we could find in a community? What are the things that we could do that would allow us to um, grow and network with each other, to share and to trade? I think that's important. And so as you know, things evolved over the last few years, we saw also a lot of divisions, not only in our own country, but all across the globe, and particularly with how people have responded to the crises. I think it's time that we start looking at more global approaches so that we can you know, increase tourism again and return to humanity. So when the Ukraine-Russia war broke out, um, I had a friend, the first ever Miss Ukraine, Olga Richduni, come to me and ask me for help. And so I had to think about ways in which I could help her, her friends, her family, 
first try to escape the conflict. And then later, you know, how could we um, continue to amplify her voice and the learnings from her people and the people that were coming out of this conflict? Because, you know, at this point, a year plus has passed now and the atrocities continue to happen in her community, in her home country, where her family lives. And so I encourage others you know, to think about what if it was your family? Now, for me, my family was in World War II, and so my grandfather was at D-Day as a machine gunner, D-Day Day 5. And so these lessons of the realities of war have always been taught to me and my family. And so I found a calling to help her and to help the Ukrainian people and the Russian people in trying to find ways that we could achieve world peace. So I put together... Um, various voices across the country in volume two to look at ways in which we could stabilize the economy. And I think that global trade is one of the ways in which we can begin to show our world leaders in ways in which we can stimulate the economies, have new supply chains that are stronger, and ways in which we can keep the peace by having safe and secure borders. So there's many different growth areas. And when you think about a huge one, it's about how we look at the wellness economy, the new economy. You know, nutrition, again, is going to be a big area where we focus on how we can, you know, shore up our farmers, how we shore up, you know, the folks that provide the materials that they need, right, to perform, and then how we get those goods and services to market. Um, the other things are how we look at mechanical tools. Like I mentioned earlier, how can we empower people um, to be able to appreciate and enjoy life and reduce their suffering. Now, sometimes there's going to be a need to continue to get the education and those uh, professional coaching. And so service centers are going to continue to be an important area. Now, along with all these types of things, you know, security will always be an important piece of our communities and essential um, because it creates that safety for us to be able to heal. And again, the education being available both on the web as well as, you know, the importance of teaching people to self-educate is really going to be critical here as we move forward. But these are really the top, you know, five areas that we can improve upon to allow ourselves to grow in the new economy, to empower our people, and really in the long run to um, shorten the amount of uh, you know, potential for uh, ERs being overloaded with emergency scenarios, especially when we have certain types of changes in our environment. And that's gonna happen from time to time as the, as the environment changes with different factors. So when you think about, you know, people wanting to, you know, escape and get away from communities of violence and unrest because it's important. And then you think about the folks that want to stay and hold the line and say, look, we believe that we can create peace and prosperity and we can get rid of some of the bad actors that are causing some of the challenges by creating new economic opportunities this is where I see some of the opportunities, even in these more challenging communities, ways that we can start to um, create peace. So number one, you know, if they're staying in the city, it's always going to be important. You know, you know, is there safe transport? What does the security look like? What about lodging? What about jobs? Uh, you know, these are all key critical things, right, to maintaining safety and security in our communities. And so those people that are uh, there, you know, these are important things for us to measure and maintain. 
Now, for those folks that feel as if, you know, this isn't the right community for them, you know, what are those evacuation options, right? What's that transport out? Security again, how do they get to temporary lodging, crossing over borders, and then job placement in new communities? We want to do this safely and securely. And for some people, there's different threats that make it unsafe for them to live in certain communities, actual fear of death and other types of trauma and torture. So it's important that we look at you know, how do we safely evacuate people and legally? The other things that we think about are, you know, uh, goods, right? How do we get goods to various groups of people, including uh, our specific at-risk groups that are in these communities? But we also have to maintain the people that are essential services. So these types of things are the types of uh, topics that I think that in our communities we can take great minds that are running the logistics operations to top organizations and say, okay, you know, let's, let's get it done more effectively through technology and communication. And a lot of this is already happening through procurement systems and, and other things. So um, these are the types of practices we just need to make sure are continuing uh, so that we can maintain our communities at a base level.